Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Unsettled is a feature-length documentary revealing the untold story of LGBTQ refugees and asylum seekers who have fled intense persecution from their home countries and who are resettling here in the United States. The film follows four arrivals, each of whom escaped potential peril in their native countries for being different. They've landed in the purported gay Mecca of San Francisco, yet even there, building a new life in an adopted nation is a precarious undertaking. And that is the uh, backstory behind this terrific new documentary film called Unsettled. And we're joined today by the director and producer of that film, and that would be Tom Shepard. Tom, welcome to Film School Radio. Great to be here. Thank you, Mike. It is a particularly relevant documentary, especially in light of over the last three and a half years, we've seen a, an increasing clampdown on people coming from here to uh, seek asylum in the United States. And it, uh, one of the great things about this film, Unsettled, is it, it humanizes these people um, in ways that we don't often get an opportunity to see in media. And we get to spend some time with them and their stories are um, generally go from terrible to horrific in terms of where they've been and what they're hoping to accomplish here and establish a new life. How did you get to meet the people in this film? What was your sort of the process of getting to a point where you wanted to do a documentary about them? It was 2014. And, you know, at that time, LGBT civil rights in this country and many countries in the West were quickly accelerating. Uh, marriage equality was kind of steamrolling itself, to, you know, to the Supreme Court at that point. Um, but... Uh, almost inversely related, the persecution and kind of state-sponsored homophobia that you saw in countries, particularly in Africa and the Middle East, there was just this pretty big disconnect. And um, I'm a gay man myself. I live in San Francisco. And, you know, if I talk to my friends, most of them couldn't tell you, you know, how a refugee was resettled or how an asylum seeker was adjudicated or even the difference between an asylum seeker and a, and a refugee. And so I think, you know, most Americans don't know this story. They've certainly for years kind of read the media about the, you know, the refugee crisis in Syria. But um, we wondered, was there an opportunity to, as you say, kind of humanize the stories of refugees and in particular LGBTQ uh, refugees. So I, I was volunteering for a refugee resettlement organization, Jewish Family and Community Services of the East Bay. And under Secretary of State Clinton at that time, they got one of the first grants in the U.S. to resettle uh, queer refugees, queer dislocated people. So it just seemed like a ripe time. And I think also, Mike, you know, in these discussions, you have people kind of in the LGBT community speaking kind of in one corner, and then you've got people in the refugee rights and refugee resettlement corner, and then you've got immigrant rights, and they're all kind of siloed. And I think we wondered, like, could a film like this actually help those conversations be a little more fluid? So, so that, was, that was the impetus, and, and that's where I, I started meeting some of the LGBT refugees was, was um, at the agency where I was volunteering. So. Okay. And I'm so glad you made that distinction, refugees and people seeking asylum. And it's become, it, what, it's always been a little bit of a blurry distinction, but it's become even more so over the last 
three years, three and a half years, where uh, not only just the vilification of people seeking asylum and and trying to find refugee status here in the United States. So it's that, and also I, I, what you just said, I think is really important because you're talking about the sort of spectrum of human rights when you talk about people who, or as you were describing, the LGBTQ community over here, people talking about refugees from Syria, from Africa, wherever it might be. So this is, you're right, this is a, it's an excellent point to make about the film is kind of bringing together these different strands of the same, same rope, if you will, in, in many ways. In the film, we, we meet Cheyenne and, and Mari. Am I saying that correctly, Mari? Okay. And, and uh, Subi and also Junior. How many others did you shoot in the process of making this film? We probably shot two other stories of folks that we'd met. And, you know, this is, um, this is a pretty delicate issue. And most of the folks who are coming, who are resettling as refugees or who are entering as asylum seekers have experienced pretty traumatic persecution, if not torture. And so to kind of immediately shove a camera in front of these folks right at the moment of transition as they're trying to sort of make peace with their immediate backstories, but also begin a really difficult process as you kind of see in the film. You know, it's, it's, um, it's definitely really, really delicate. And, and we were mindful that we didn't want to just have, you know, a situation in which these folks could have repetition of trauma, dredging up their stories. So, I mean, the nice thing about doing a longitudinal film that takes three, four, in this case, five years, is that we did have time to um, develop some rapport and trust, and they could kind of see, like, who we were as filmmakers and, you know, kind of what our sensibilities were. And so, and I think that in this case, um, really helps the process that we could do that gradually. That's an ex another excellent point, the, the trauma that all of the subjects in the film go through uh, have been through in their in the countries they're coming from and they speak very eloquently if that's a good word to use in describing such a horrific circumstances that they come from but they're able to articulate it in a way that it's it's hard to imagine you could pick any one of the stories Cheyenne and Mari's story Subi's or Junior's they're all just without exception just beyond terrible and how they were trying to live their life and, and this forces that were arrayed against them. Junior in particular, uh, I think is very touching in the sense that he's from the Congo and he describes his family situation where his mother was a, I don't know, supported a radical anti-gay woman who, who's, uh, who felt that gay people should be put to death. That's hard. That's a tough one. That's, that's so, and, and of, of the subjects in the film, he seems to want be the one who's most traumatized. No, I, I, I think he, his story is quite common, actually, and quite emblematic of the experience of, of LGBTQ refugees. And I mean, Mike, this, this, here's a, a pretty important distinction. The kind of refugee resettlement model in this country, in the U.S., historically has been predicated on families, right? So a family will flee a sort of war-torn region of Iraq, maybe, and they'll come to the Bay Area where I live. And right away, they'll be connected to members of the community or members of their country, really their diaspora. So maybe it's a mosque or community center or grocery stores. So it's not easy by any means, but um, you know, if you're a gay Iraqi, and you're fleeing, you're not fleeing with family, you're fleeing from family in most cases. Um, oftentimes the, 
the most horrific persecution comes at the hands of, of family members. So imagine coming to the Bay Area, like you probably don't want to see other Iraqis, you know, perceived or not, you think, well, you're going to experience the same harassment or hate that you experience back home. So what we found in um, stories like that of, of Junior is that these folks are at much higher risk for kind of isolation and depression and, you know, what scholars sometimes call internal, you know, displacement. They've been moving for two or three years and then they get here and they have to keep moving because they're still very, very fearful. And my heart really went out, especially to Junior, who I think in the first year of living in San Francisco moved maybe 10 times. Um, And I think, you know, the question sort of gets asked in the film, okay, given this unique situation for queer refugees, who's going to step forward? Who's going to actually help these folks? And, and we tried to spend, as you know, some, some screen time and really finding those individuals that were extending themselves to try and help these folks. Right, right. I want to remind our listeners, we're speaking with Tom Shepard. The film is a documentary film is called Unsettled. When and how will people be able to see Unsettled? Right, thank you. So the film is actually broadcasting nationally on public television later this month on June 28th on a show called Doc World, which is presented by World Channel. And it's uh, via many PBS stations um, and World Channel in the US. And then it's gonna be streaming for two weeks, really the first two weeks of July on worldchannel.org and and pbs.org. You can find World Channel through pbs.org. So um, we're excited that the film is, you know, hopefully going to be um, an occasion to have a kind of national conversation about, about these issues. And the, the subjects of the film, Cheyenne and Mari, Subi and Junior, they run sort of the, the spectrum of success and sort of hardship. They're sort of, they, uh, in the case of uh, Subi, he is actually able to achieve a level of profile that would have been unimaginable and when I described earlier what I was talking about Junior and the relationship to his family, thank you for putting me back into their st- his story. His father basically almost killed him in a, in a, in a fight at, uh, um, about his sexuality. But he comes to America, he's, and you're talking about in an organization, how it can make all the difference in the world, that support system. And he flourished, but even he, as we'll see in the film, um, has struggled as well. So all of them have found some measure of settlement, settling into the United States, kind of, but in varying degrees. And I think what that's one of the great things about the film is to see this spectrum of sort of how well they're doing and still they're facing challenges. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, yeah, Subi's story in that sense is 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 pretty unique. I think it was only just a a couple months that he'd been resettled in San Francisco um, when he got an invitation from then Ambassador Samantha Power to come and meet her and testify in front of the UN Security Council. And that body had actually never heard live testimony from an openly gay person. So Subi was the first to do that. And, you know, I mean, that's definitely not typical, you know, when refugees are just starting to kind of get their sea legs um, to suddenly become almost a poster boy for refugee rights. And I think, you know, what happened after that meeting is that, you know, well, one, he, the limelight was incredible. He was on NPR. He was invited to testify then in front of the U.S. Senate 
um, on a hearing on, on ISIS and persecution of, of folks in the Middle East. And suddenly all these people around the world were writing him like, how, how did you do this? And I'm a person living in Syria and I'm living in silence or I'm being persecuted. Like, how do I get out? You know, and I think what you see in the film is how does Subi then negotiate this sort of new profile? And, and you know, and it's, it's really difficult. I mean, how can one person sort of solve this enormous problem? And yet, because um, he'd really become the spokesperson, many, many people were trying to capture his attention. And again, along with that comes some serious challenges to essentially, as you said, establishing himself. What's his life trajectory look like from there? And also another issue which we alluded to earlier, his profile also could in fact endanger his own life as well as the lives of maybe possibly family members from, the, from, from Syria. I mean, the higher the profile, the more likely to be the subject of an attack by, by these very backward forces, right? Well, that, that's true. And, and it's just another reason why we feel pretty um, grateful for these subjects to kind of step forward, because not only are they potentially putting themselves in harm's way, but, but, but as you said, um, their family members and people back home. And the kinds of homophobia that still exist in, in many of those countries, they, they sort of reinforce an almost kind of like family honor sort of thing. So people feel it's their duty to squash or in some cases kill, you've heard of honor killings, people who um, are bringing a bad name to the family. And so it, it really, it was a delicate issue. And again, I think it was another um, benefit for us to have three, four, five years to be able to really establish some trust around that. But in the case certainly of Cheyenne and Marie who were applying for asylum, that, that was not a done deal by any means. Subi and Junior came as refugees, so they had their status. Right. Cheyenne and Marie did their, their um, position as asylum seekers was very precarious for two or three years. So the question of um, had they not gotten asylum was, it came up like, well, could we show this film then? Um, because they would be detained and they would be sent back to Angola. And so some pretty difficult questions that I hadn't had to sort of chew on before as a filmmaker were definitely present in this one. It's all in this film, it, it, and um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a terrific film, terrific documentary, Unsettled. And as you said, it'll be available on World Channel. Go, go through the, uh, the ways in which people can see the film. So it'll uh, have its national broadcast on uh, Sunday, June 28th on World Channel's uh, Doc, Doc World is the name of the series. In most cases, you can check your PBS listings and find out how to access World Channel. And then it'll be streaming on worldchannel.org for the first two weeks of July. And you can also find that through pbs.org. Terrific. Well, my congratulations to you on the film. Congratulations on your work. And all my, all my best goes to um, not only Cheyenne, Mari, Subi, and Junior, but to all those who are having to deal with the things that they have been dealing with. and especially in an environment, a political environment now, where it's even more hostile than it was before. So I hope this gets that level of attention that uh, you were talking about uh, in front of more people. And um, we can stop this madness, really, truly. This is nuts. So thank you. Thank you, Tom Shepard. Thank you very much for covering the film, Mike. Appreciate it.
You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.